the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. It's so good to be here with you. I'm here with you live. This is Pastor John Allworth of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And uh, we're here live in the in the KKHT studios to bring you the Word of God. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today, uh, and we are just so blessed to, to have the opportunity to share your Word. Your Word is so magnificent. You are so magnificent. You are so gracious, so kind to us. Uh, so incredible in ways that extraordinary that we can't even understand. Father, we thank you for your grace and your forgiveness and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So we um, we have New Covenant Church Greater Heights, which is a church plant from New Covenant Church. And, you know, we've got something exciting going on. We've had a couple of people join us from the radio show and that heard us on the radio and, and decided to, to come check us out. You know, that's not easy coming to a new place. You hear a voice on the radio and, and, uh, but in coming to a new church and all this time of uncertainty. But, you know, if you come to our church, you'll be very welcome. You'll be loved. We're an encouraging church. We're a non-denominational. Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. Wait a minute. You say, I'm not in recovery. Everybody's recovering from something. The Bible's a book about recovery. We need people that are deep in their walk. We need people that are new to Christ. We want everybody's welcome, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been through. It's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're at 240 West 18th Street, 77008 in the Heights. And uh, we, we worship at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. Sunday nights in the Heights. We chose that unusual time because, you know, there used to be a lot more services on Sunday. We wanted to give people an opportunity to come check us out that that uh, maybe are looking for a church or, or maybe wanted to spend more time in the house of the Lord on a particular Sunday, miss church that Sunday, whatever reason, uh, you are welcome to come worship with us. I want to talk to you today about... Uh, a subject that I get asked a lot about that I think, you know, as we live in these uncertain times with COVID and with uh, political unrest, uh, not just in the United States, around the world, uh, with uh, people are upset about elections and upset about the economy and, uh, you know, different people have different ideas about COVID and, and you know, there's just a lot of a lot of uncertainty in our lives. People lost jobs. And and people, you know, are looking for something more tangible, more real. And I want to ask a question. I want, and I, I would bet that you've asked this question about yourself before, and that is, why did God create me? What is my purpose on life? You know, that's an age-old question that uh, theologians and philosophers and and people have asked since the beginning of time. But there's some very good answers, and you know where you can find them. You can find them in the Bible. 
because the Bible, the Bible has answers for everything. The Bible is such a, you know, in, in this life, we have an open book test. You know, I used to love in school, I used to love the open book test because you could look up the answers. Well, if you're struggling with something right now, you can look up the answers. They're in the Bible, you know, and the Holy Spirit will guide you to the to passages that will help you, to Scripture that will help you. And the more you read the Bible, the more of God's Word is revealed to you, the more of His plan is revealed to you, the more of, of, of just who He is and that God is love is revealed to you. So I encourage you, spend time with Him. Read His Word. So let's talk about this. Okay, we know that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. We know that he created man, he created Adam, and he created Eve. He created everything that you see. If you don't know, if you don't believe in God, how can you possibly look around you and, and the mountains and the stars and the trees and the butterflies and the flowers and not believe in God, God Almighty? I took a cruise once to Alaska. Oh, my gosh. It, the majesty is just incredible. The, the scope of the universe is just beyond our imagination. God created all things and he created all things with a purpose and you know what he created you he made you he knew you when you were in your mother's room jeremiah 1 5 before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i sanctified you i ordained you a prophet to the nations hallelujah he knew when you were going to be born down to the exact minute the exact hour the exact second and he knew when you would take your first step he knew when you would take your first breath he knew when you would take your last breath he's the alpha and the omega he knows you he knows everything you've done all of it the good the bad and the ugly and believe me we've all done good bad and ugly but despite that he loves us he loves you he loves you more than you can possibly imagine he loves you with a love that is beyond our human comprehension an agape love an unconditional love he loves you Christ died for us when we were yet sinners. Despite all our imperfections, all our problems, he died for us when we were yet sinners. So you might wonder why you were born now. Or sometimes people imagine if they were born into a different age, a different time. But he created you, and he created you to be here right now, down to putting you in this year and this time hearing my voice. And you know what? He created you for a kingdom assignment. You, my friend, if you're listening to my voice, whether you are or you aren't, but anyone that's out there, if you hear this on the podcast, you have a kingdom assignment. So, you know, even though you struggle with questions like, why did he create me? What is my purpose? He created you for a kingdom assignment. And, you know, you may be uncertain about that. I've talked to people and they're, 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 struggling with things they're struggling with relationships they're struggling with loss they're struggling with addiction they're struggling with behavioral things with depression with anxiety and part of the reason is because they don't grasp that he created you for a reason you know about two thousand years ago jesus was just about to start his ministry and he told his disciples at that time he told them that he would not leave us as orphans he promised us that we would have the Holy Spirit to walk with us, to guide us, to encourage us. And, you know, all we have to do is ask. And that's such a wonderful thing. You are never alone. You are never alone. He walks. When you go through difficulties, you call on the Holy Spirit. He is walking through whatever you're going through. He is walking with you. And Jesus also promised us he was coming back. 
We don't know the time or the hour, but many believe that it will be very soon. In the meantime, we're walking this life out. We're here trying to live. We're trying to live a life that honors him. We're trying to live a life that makes him proud. Live a life perhaps differently than we used to live before we came to Christ. Leaving sin behind. In Romans, Paul wrote that we are a slave to whatever we obey. But he said, we have become free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm so much <laughs> more happy now that at least I'm doing my best to be a slave to righteousness as opposed to the things that used to enslave me, used to have me in bondage. We want to live a life that shines of God's love, the light of the world, and not live a life of darkness. Those of us who, who know Christ, and we're, but we're struggling and we each have these struggles, the personal struggles that we carry around. Jesus told us that we would always have trials and tribulations in this life. And sometimes we keep these things, we keep these things in our own little secret thing. But, you know, the enemy loves secrets. He loves to use secrets. When you've got secrets, he's got you. Because he's, you know, you keep it a secret for a reason. Typically, we keep things for a secret because we don't want to change. We want to keep doing whatever it is. But you know what? God knows everything. And he still loves you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He still loves you beyond our imaginations. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows you, every part of you. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head, Luke twelve seven. You can't see me, but for me, that's not too difficult. I made it easy on God. <laughs> I'm bald. But anyway, <laughs> so he, he knows you. But you know what? He wants you to know him, not just about him, not just uh, some storybook thing, character. He wants you to really know him, to personally know him. He wants you to know him as, as your father. He wants you to talk to him, not just pray. That's important, obviously, that we pray. We spend time with him. We read his word. But he wants to be somebody that you can talk to about your fears and your worries and your dreams. He's the father that some of us never had. He wants you to know him as your savior, the one that took your, your place on the cross, that took what we all deserve and saved us from a, a, something that we don't even want to imagine. He wants you to know him as your friend, someone that you can open up with and, and have tears with and cry with. And You know what? He longs to hear your voice. Isn't that amazing? The creator of the universe wants to hear you. He wants to hear you sing to him and praise him and worship him and talk to him and know him intimately. The Bible talks about having a secret place with Jesus Christ where only you and him are there. But you know what? So many of us are kept from that, from the kind of intimate relationship. Jesus doesn't want perfect people. He wants an intimate relationship. And so many of us are kept from this because we have an enemy. And the enemy is out there in the world masquerading as an angel of light, the Bible says. The enemy knows that the time is short. He's desperate. He's throwing his fiery darts. These darts are destructions. Distractions, rather. They're destructive, too, but they're distractions. And he knows that when we give our life to Christ, that we're a threat to his plan. So the enemy will throw out all kinds of things to distract us. There are so many distractions in this world. Turn on your TV. Drive down the radio. You know, on the way over here, I hope everybody's being safe out there. It's raining. I, I was uh, driving, and there was a police chase, and it went by me. 
I don't know what that person was thinking. You're not going to outrun the police. You're just endangering people. But that's the enemy at work. And the scripture even tells us that so often in Proverbs 26, 11, we return to our own vomit. Paul said, you know, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. That's the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said that he had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what that is, but it was a messenger from Satan. And he prayed three times and the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. We need to rely on him. We need to make him number one in our life. If we're going to find out why we're here, what we're created for, we are created to serve him and to serve one another. We are created for kingdom tasks. God wants us to be free. God has strength for us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have the resurrection power. We don't just fight with weapons of this world. Our powers are, we have powers at our disposal that are divine to, to vanquish all strongholds. He has the power to use us as walking vessels to help other people. And you, my friend, are unique. You have gifts. When you were created, these gifts were inserted inside you. God gave them to you. Our God, you've heard that expression, our God-given talents, our God-given gifts. And I want to talk to you because all everyone has different gifts. Everyone has different talents. And we are to use these talents for kingdom purposes. And when we do, life becomes more joyful. Life becomes more satisfying. I can promise you that. Life becomes much more satisfying. In Ephesians 1.11, Paul writes, In Christ we find out what we were living for. We are part of his purpose. He has a plan for us. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. So many people say, God can't use me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God used all kinds of people that weren't perfect. Just read the Bible. Moses was a murderer. Paul, Saul, was a, uh, you know, was killing Christians was on the road to Damascus to go to go find Christians to hunt and to enslave and, and put them in jail or kill them. God can use and will use anyone that comes to Christ. There are three places in the Bible that lift, list the gifts of the Spirit. Romans 12, 6 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, and 1 Corinthians 12 through 28. We all have these gifts. These gifts, we, we all have some of these gifts, one or more of these gifts. There are all kinds of different gifts that can be used in the kingdom. Some of these are practical gifts because we need to accomplish practical purposes. There's the gift of administration, apostleship, craftsmanship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, intercession, words of knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, pastoring, shepherding, prophecy, service, teaching, tongues and interpretation, words of wisdom. You have one or more of those gifts inside you that God is waiting for you to use for kingdom purposes, to serve his kingdom. Love your God, Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, 
Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Philip Paul writes in Philippians, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Jesus said in John thirteen thirty five, by this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We need to use our gifts to help other people, to serve our God. Do you know that the Bible calls us Christ ambassadors on earth? That's pretty cool, man, <laughs> to be an ambassador of Christ. It actually says that we're God's co-workers. Wow. These gifts were put inside you when you were created in your mother's womb. You've gone through a lot of things to distract you. But we need to pray that we get focused on what's important in these last days, and that's our relationship with Jesus Christ. In doing the kingdom work, the purpose for which we were created. You have a purpose. You have a testimony. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When you walk through something, when you go through something, when you are an overcomer, when you overcome something, when you persevere, count it all joy. When you go through trials and tribulations, when you persevere through things, you've got a testimony that nobody else has. I can talk to people about addiction that other people can't, that haven't suffered through that bondage. I can tell them that there's a God, there's a vaccine, his name is Jesus Christ. You can overcome this. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I can walk that out. I can talk that out. I can show them that I've been there and you have been through things too. Jesus said we'd always be through trials and tribulations. You have a kingdom purpose and I exhort you to to recognize that kingdom purpose. I exhort you to not let the enemy distract you. To not let all these things of the world, the enemy, you know, he comes at us and he tempts us. He knows where we're weak. He, cre- he hits us where we're weak. And we've got two voices all the time in our ear. And one is the voice of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and they will follow it. And then we've got the voice of the enemy, all the distractions of the world. So I want to leave you, if you to walk, a, to live a kingdom life. I want to leave you with some exhortations that I heard from a, a powerful message from a from a bishop this this weekend. It was you know we're a New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a church plant. Um, we're you know we're we're new. Uh, we decided to start a church in the middle of a pandemic. How about that? You know what? <laughs> the Apostle Paul certainly had it a lot rougher than we did. Um, but that's another sermon. But in any event, we're, we're you know we had some people join us from the radio this this um, past Sunday, and and it was you know they just fit right in immediately. Just come on in. You know you're going to get a hug. You're going to get a if you don't if you're still worried about COVID, you don't have to get hugged. But you if if you're not, you're going to get hugged. You're going to get loved on. You're going to get encouraged. That's that's what our church is. You know we we um, we meet on Sunday nights in the Heights, two forty West Eighteenth Street, and uh, we, we we've really got we're on a mission. We've got something exciting going on. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be loved. We're small. We probably had around 40 people, maybe a few more at the at our last service. So it's an opportunity to get in on the ground floor 
and uh, it's a love. We all know each other's names. We all are involved in each other's lives. We're all helping each other. You know, that's one of the things we're created for is to fellowship because there's strength in numbers. Iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. So this this uh, bishop, uh, Randy Clark, uh, Triumph Church over in Beaumont, spoke it. It was the 22nd anniversary of New Covenant Church, our parent church in Humble, and it was also my pastor's uh, 65th birthday, and um, Frank Mazapika. And he ended his sermon exhorting us in these five ways. He said, do not conform to the pattern of the world. The world's gone mad. You probably noticed that. I had I was in a Bible study the other day, and a, a lady said she, she felt like the book of Revelation was being lived out right in front of us. So do not conform to the pattern of the world, which, of course, is consistent with Romans 12, too. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be renewed by the, but be transformed. <laughs> that's an important word in this in this show. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's reading the Bible. That's praying to the Lord. That's listening for His voice. Number two, He said, make the cause of Christ your number one priority. Make the cause of Christ what I'm talking about. You've got a kingdom purpose. Make the cause of Christ your number one priority. Number three, stay connected to the church. You know, a lot of people have gotten used to just watching church on TV or listening to it on the radio. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's something about being a member of a church, whether it's our church or some other church, Bible-based church, that's important. You know, that sense of community, the corporate worship together, there's strength in numbers. There's, you know, people there to support you, to pray for you, to walk you through things, to help you with things, to to accomplish things. Part of your ministry together, that was three. Number four, he said, retain your spiritual habits, worshiping, reading the Bible, praying, doing all those things. Retain your spiritual habits as we face all these distractions. And number five, he said, live righteous and obedient lives. I I love that list. Did you know that Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands? You know, he said that because he wanted us to have a more, he wanted us to live life and live it abundantly. He wanted us to have a more fulfilling life. He wanted to live a life that could help other people. And, you know, the, the life of sin just leads to destruction. Sin leads to death. Read Rome, the book of Romans and see it in your own life. I, I saw when I when I didn't, wasn't obedient. Jesus doesn't want us to be obedient so that he can punish us if we don't. He wants us to be obedient so that we can be fulfilled, so that we can be joyful, so that we can help other people. So I heard that list and I thought, you know what? That's really consistent with what we're trying to do at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. That's really consistent with what our, our message is, what our goals are. You know, our, our fundamental principles are that jesus came to seek and save the lost luke nineteen ten. you know our goal is to preach the gospel to all creation as jesus exhorted in mark chapter 16 our goal is to make disciples of all nations as, as we see in the great commission in matthew 28 in in our goal is to jesus said again if you love me you'll you'll obey my commands paul wrote in romans six twenty one. he said what benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of Those things result in death. Our goal is to show people that by living a godly, righteous life, that you'll have a better life. And again, Matthew chapter 25, what you do for the least of these is what you do for me. Our ministries are reaching out into the community. We've got Recovery Radio on on Wednesdays at 530 the same time. We're involved. I'm on the board of directors of the Open Door Mission, which is transforming men's life through the power of Christ. Addicted and Homeless Men. It's an incredible program. We've got our Break Every Chain Ministries, which meets on Friday night at the home church in Humble. 
at, uh, at uh, on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Break every chain at New Covenant Church in Humble. And, you know, we're, we're, our goal is to be a united church so that we live our lives like it's described in the early church in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, where we're all together breaking bread and living together and, and praying together and, and, and helping each other with our problems. And the Bible tells us that God adds daily to those that were being saved. We believe that God is still in the miracle business. The Holy Spirit is alive and well, manifesting the gifts of the Spirit, delivering people out of bondage, whoever calls on His name. So join us at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. We'd love to worship with you. We'd love to meet you. We're Sunday nights in the Heights, 6 p.m. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, Spirit-filled church. Please join us this coming Sunday. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but more importantly than that, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Fulfill your kingdom mission. Good night and amen.